Hey, 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 how are you, everyone? I want to say good evening to you from wherever you're listening to this podcast. My name is MC Sazi, and this is Thinking Out Loud. That's right, it is Thinking Out Loud coming right back at you on a lovely evening like this one. Is it Thursday? Absolutely Thursday. That's what it is. And this Thursday has been absolutely beautiful for a lot of people. Some folks I know, it's been a wonderful day for them. And a couple of friends whose birthday actually fell on today. And because of social distancing, we couldn't go do a binge. But then I realized I got a date with you, you fellas, you know, on thinking out loud. And so that got me coming straight off into my studio to do this particular podcast all over again. Now, what I'm thinking about basically has to do with the amnesty that the federal government of Nigeria is given to Boko Haram terrorists. That's right. The foot soldiers, so-called repentant Boko Haram fighters, have been babysitted by the federal government of Nigeria. Now, how is that happening? It is happening because these guys have turned in their arms. They have denounced violence, embraced peace. And of course, they want to turn over a new leaf and be reintegrated into the general population again. Like I keep saying, anytime I do that line, it leaves a lot of questions begging for answers, you know, from the federal government and from indeed all the major stakeholders. We are all stakeholders as Nigerians, but there are major stakeholders. And I also expect that they should be uh, doing a lot of thinking out loud, you know, and trying to do a situation that can help, you know, take away the troubles they have been living under over a decade now. Absolutely, that's how that is. But be that as it may, one must continue, and of course, to get this uh, particular thinking out loud situation going, as we're talking about the Boko Haram uh, amnesty by the federal government of Nigeria, the state of Israel is our very, very, very own point of inference and sometimes reference because that's a nation that has been able to live above the, the hatred that they are surrounded with on every single day and it makes you wonder where is all that strength where is all that determination coming from survive irrespective of the hate that confronts you on a daily basis that's the state of israel for you and they are not slipping through the entire scenario trust me they are doing stuff about it israel is a small country uh, with no strategic depth but surrounded by a hostile regional mix of state and non-state adversaries and has remained in an almost perpetual state of conflict since gaining statehood in 1948 now, to survive, Israel developed a powerful high-technology military that repeatedly defeated its larger Arab neighbors in a series of major wars from 1948 to 1973. Now, the cumulative deterrent effect of these decisive victories eventually led to peace treaties with some of the Arab neighbors because they had no choice. They had no choice whatsoever. Now, though the, the major wars they won is between 1948 and 1973, and that's by no means the last of their troubles. 
Now I'm going to tell you about 59 months of terror that the state of Israel has gone through. It is running from the 13th of September 2015 to the present day. Now since September 2015, Israel has experienced a wave of terror perpetuated by individuals. Uh, many of them very young, inspired by vicious incitement in Palestinian social and traditional media and urged on by the Palestinian leadership. And the Palestinian authorities uh, they go as far as to pay convicted terrorists a monthly allowance. That's laughable, isn't it? Yes, they did, and are still doing so. Now, the more serious the offense, the more money uh, they receive. The families of terrorists killed by Israeli security forces during a terror attack receive a monthly pension as well. Now, on March 30, 2018, Hamas instigated uh, a campaign that was built as a peaceful civilian protest, but was actually on an excuse for violent riots in the Gaza Strip Israeli border. Now, talking about paying stipends and allowances to uh, terrorists who carried out attacks against the state of Israel, it reminds me of um, Saddam Hussein uh, of, uh, of Iraq, you know, back in the day when he was in flesh and blood. He opened a little program which was meant actually for families of people, especially Palestinians, who were able to carry out successful suicide bombings. The Saddam Hussein administration would give you $25,000. $25,000 would be paid to the family of anyone who successfully carried out a terrorist attack against the state of Israel. That's how much fuel that goes into the hate campaign by the Arabs against the state of Israel. Now, there's a gentleman named Mark E. Vincent. He's an adjunct research staff member of the Institute for Defense Analysis. Now, he came up with something quite, you know, enlivening, quite eye-opening and spot-on in terms of the message. Now, on July 8, 2014, the Israeli Defense Forces, that's the IDF, launched an operation called Operation Protective Edge against Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, PIJ, and other violent extremist organizations, or VEOs, you know, very violent extremist organizations, VEOX, attacking Israel from the Gaza Strait. Now, this was Israel's fourth major operation in Gaza, since 2006, uh, which immediately following a period of escalating violent exchanges, persistent long-term interactions of this conflict, the increasingly dangerous nature of the VEO threat, and Israel's adaptive approach to manage conflicts with such VEOs provide a non uh, provide a very beautiful platform for assessing the deterrence operations of the state of Israel as a component of a military support concept to a whole of government strategy for preventing and managing conflict with violent extreme organizations, violent extremist organizations, which is, you know, the catch name that uh, the state of Israel gave to terrorist groups or groups that are sworn to wipe out the state of Israel from the face of the earth. Now, on the quotient, on the attack and 
retaliation quotient. There is no country that can rival the state of Israel. You strike them, they strike back double at you. And when they do so, they do it with so much fierceness and sophistication. It makes the terrorists actually, basically, you know, the only chance for many of them is to carry out suicide attacks because actually you're going to hit civilian targets and so on and so forth. That's just about the most you can do. But to disrupt the state of Israel and to scare the state of Israel out of their current location, that looks like a no-no. It is that spirit that we're asking the federal government of Nigeria to have. Pouring everything we've got into some piece of forest, wrap them out. That's right, wrap them out. There are hundreds of thousands of Nigerians right now who are in internally displaced persons camp just because our government has not been able to make something worthwhile out of Operation Lafia Dole such that we make them want to go back to their homes again and live in safety and peace. The government, I can assure you, is failing in this regard, which is why I am actually very, very passionate about thinking out loud on this Boko Haram amnesty program that is going on makes you wonder where the motivation for that is coming from. You don't babysit terrorists. You don't. And if you're going to equate what happened between the Nigerian government and the militants in the Niger Delta. You cannot equate that with what's going on in the northeast of Nigeria at the moment. It looks like when it comes to very, very critical issues, we seem to want to bring in the federal character mentality. The militancy in the Niger Delta, even though it was not sanctioned by any law, but they were not out there killing people in droves. They were not out there chasing people out of their communities and uh, staging suicide bombings and kidnapping schoolgirls and so on and so forth. So sometimes you, you just want to wonder where exactly is the motivation for this coming from? My name is MC Sazi. Thanks a lot for being part of Thinking Out Loud Boko Haram Amnesty Part 7. There's going to be more coming right after this one. Uh, give me another day or two. The Part, uh, part 8 is going to be here soon. Yeah, trust me, man. Part 8 is going to be here soon. I, I promise, all right? Whatever it is that I've got to do to make sure uh, these post- podcasts come through, uh, hopefully I will keep doing, hold my own side of the bargain, and hoping that you will be there to listen. That would mean a whole lot to me. All right. My name is MC Sazi. You know what? I'm out of here because I'm out of time. Bye, y'all. Who is that? Mm-hmm.